Hey guys, welcome back to the Ikecast. This is Chris, and I'm with my co-host as always, Ike. Hey guys, thanks for joining us um, this Saturday. Yeah, and uh, I mean, do you want... I think we've been spoiled by the Trump administration. There's not like a lot of crazy stuff going on any, any given day, but we do have the always looming, you know, uh, COVID-19 apocalypse that we're currently in. Right. So COVID-19 apocalypse, uh, you're right. Now, I, I think uh, the last four years did spoil us, um, you know, in terms of every day, seeing there was something happening, which was egregious. Um, against, you know, what we had considered to be norms, that doesn't happen. But in and of itself, Chris, I have to say, I like that, um, you know, there, but we are in the middle of a global pandemic. And so the, uh, we're obviously going to have stuff that is related to that. Um, and this week was no different, you know, uh, the House continues to have hearings. Um, and it would, you know, and the, the House has created a coronavirus crisis subcommittee. Um, and there was hearings today where Dr. Fauci came before the subcommittee for, to, for a Q&A. And of course, we received some great stuff during that exchange. Um, Jim Jordan, everybody knows him. Guy from Ohio, representative from Ohio. He um, got into a, um, you know, a, a very terse exchange between Dr. Fauci and himself there. And, you know, even Maxine Waters, Representative Maxine Waters stepped in to uh, come and tell Jordan to shut his mouth. She, she really did say shut your mouth. <laughs> it's like crazy. Yeah, um, I mean, so I'm not the biggest fan of Fauci, not because of, you know, like, like what like any sort of his like affiliation or or the stuff mm -hmm. it's really just specifically for the beginning of the pandemic and during that beginning of the pandemic him like you know very much downplaying the the, the need for ppe his reasoning while sound it did lead to a lot of people getting hurt his reasoning was that you know frontline workers really really needed it and there was a massive shortage at the time but at the same time it created that divisiveness of the usefulness of masks unintentionally of course it wasn't his intention nor was i don't think anyone could have you know foreseen that people would have taken you know his words and then try to run with it no matter what right um right. so yeah I, I i really like i really hope like that's my my fundamental criticism of him was the beginning of this pandemic i know the reasoning behind it i know you know that you know lives were at stake but this i do feel that it also stems to this new anti-mask sort of like sentiment because you had people go like oh you see that they're flip-flopping on masks right and right. i get that the flip-flop is early i mean uh there's other epidemiologists who at the very beginning were like n95 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 and surgeon right. masks right for the purpose of limiting spread of those who don't know who they that they have it Right. Chris, there were so many YouTube, right? There were so many YouTube, um, you know, videos that had popped up on how to make masks at home because there was um, a growing shortage. Um, yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. Um, you see what was trying to be done, but that messaging, um, <laughs> you know, has not helped. Right, uh, that yeah. initial messaging hasn't helped um, thereafter. Right, yeah. and for some reason, um, people especially politicians, and I, it, this does specifically stem from Trump, 
as well because he said he's never he's not going to wear a mask and he was like no wearing a mask is against your liberty but they seem to have made this like connection right with uh mask mandates equals a loss of liberty and that's not the case i i strongly disagree with that position i mean there's plenty of evidence because unfortunately people's minds and their capacity to looked into the past as only stemmed to the nostalgia and not actual you know the lessons learned from from past mistakes we have plenty of of evidence during the spanish flu that there was a mask mandate and it helped significantly curb results right, right. and this happened during the spanish flu 100 years ago uh you know like we we had these sort of things before um I just I don't see why people it's it's not a political thing, right? right. The, the a face covering is not, you know, is not a political thing. It is a it's a it's a method of public safety. It's trying to ensure that people don't get hurt. But right. So, in that early period, I I really felt Fauci dropped the ball. I'm not going to uh, everything else sugar coated or anything. Yeah. I I don't think I I I it does no service. I think in order for us to just uphold people 100 percent no matter what they do. Right. I think that we need to have a clear head about it and be critical of, you know, when people make mistakes and when people try to rectify them. So Fauci, for the most part, has been very consistent other than the mask issue in the early part. Um, and that could right. be because we didn't know much at the time. Right. Well, I, I, to be honest, I think a lot of part of it was supply. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the the fundamental thing was supply chain issues, and we need to ensure that the frontline workers have ample access to the supply chain that they right. that they need. I mean, you know what? When it started, Chris, um, I had masks um, at home um, that I had had from like three years ago. Yeah. Uh, they were still they were individually wrapped, and I, so there wasn't a degradation there. Yeah. But I had them, and that I had them because at that time I had gotten strep throat, I'd gotten sick, and then you know I caught the flu or or something, and and I came back from a trip with strep throat, and um, you know I was taking the medication, but I was you know it is contagious, right? So you don't want to give it so. Because I was I was going into the office, I did have some clients that were coming in to see me, um, and of course to protect family, yeah. I had the mask, so, so I kept my distance. Yeah. So you know, so what I'm saying is, I was one of the lucky ones who actually had something at home that I could immediately use, right? Yeah. But knowing that there was a shortage, I mean, we were mom was staying with with us, and um, you know, to keep mom busy as well right um and knowing that you know we're going to need masks and we may not they may not be easily um obtained because again i was on amazon i was looking for them and i was going to pay 50 bucks for like 10 masks that that was insane right yeah. there's also like let's face it there's a lot of like fiscal raping going on by 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 people and manufacturers but we did that we created our own masks and to which to this day i still use on top of my medical masks that i get right yeah i mean but that being said right i think there was a supply chain and a lot of people stepped it, up to it yeah there's something that i want to like focus on in your statement right like you like right. this is a practice that we've been doing for a while uh yeah. i know like you're well aware through my family right uh my brother had a yeah. had an organ transplant right oh uh, right before the pandemic started in October right. uh, of 2019. 
And so we had, you know, lots of, and you know, there's, there's lots of requirements when you have a transplant patient, you know, we, in those early months, there's a lot of like PPE that we were following a lot of, you know, wearing of the medical face masks when, you know, dealing with him just to ensure, because he was immunocompromised at the moment. Um, And then on top of that, just the normal, like sort of hand washing techniques and, and, you know, we had an ample supply of all these PPE, uh, you know, personal protective equipment, as well as, you know, alcohol and, and everything that you needed to ensure that there was no issues. We had right. this already and we were practicing it for months. So when the pandemic hit, this was, it was almost like we were in like a training mode, um, right, for, for, for this specific thing right the pandemic happens and we were we were prepared for it but the 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 lessons that we learned in that moment stuck around for a while i mean i lived right. for a long time uh, overseas and it's it's a normal thing that you know if you're sick just wear a mask for the purpose of you know like trying not to spread it to others right, right. um <clears throat> yeah and it's 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 uh, it's not uncomfortable is not the wrong word it's it's a mild annoyance right um that comes into play but it's for the greater good and a significant greater good. I just like if it's in the end, I think it's just comes down to selfishness. People just don't want to be able to, to handle the uncomfortability for, you know, any given moment. Um, and there's ways around it and they're worth it. And, but trying to get back to what we were, you know, started this off with, which was the Fauci, uh, sort of exchange with, uh, representative Jim Jordan. Right. So um, I don't know if, um, Chris, you had an opportunity to take a look at it, but I or watch it, but I did. Right. And um, so, first of all, um, Jordan is always like, you know, uh, rude, extremely rude and obnoxious uh, when he clearly knows that, you know, he's not you're not going to say what he wants you to say. Right. Yeah. So um, or you're not on his team and I, you know, say team in air quotes. Um, but, you know, he, he goes, uh, he, you know, he tried to pin down Dr. Fauci and, um, you know, when, when is this all going to end? Right. Like, when is it going to slow down? You know, you said 15 days, but it didn't happen last year and we're still here in a lockdown. Well, you asshole, you know, the reason why is because there wasn't a consistent national policy, right? But hey, get, you know what? Continue to keep your head up your ass um, on that note, right? Uh, but Fachi's answer was, you know, response was, uh, will, you know, that that the, you know, mandates would go away once we've hit certain metrics, which I think he's always been clear on what those metrics are, right? Yeah, yeah. And we haven't. And he was like, well, you know, and um, this is where it's, you know, he kept on battering him in that, you know, there's, we've had a year of lost liberty, right? And here's the thing is, I don't think a mask mandate is a loss of liberty, right? And I don't think it's a loss of freedom uh, of speech or anything like that. Yeah, um, freedom of association, that was curtailed because again, there's certain restrictions. And part of that is because even with the, you know, there was guidelines that were not being followed, right? So yeah. you've got the six foot distance, 12 foot distance. At first it was three feet. Is that no, three feet is too, still too small. So it increased to six, right? I mean, there's certain th- mandates that needed to be followed, which weren't being followed, which is why I think these additional restrictions had come in. 
all from a public safety, public health issue. We are in unprecedented times. There are and, a couple of like very, very small, you know, sort of carve outs for the suppression and limiting of people's liberties for the yeah. sake of, a, you know, very, very, very specific, you know, carve outs. We all know about right. national security. Yeah. Right. But we have to consider the other aspect, which is national public emergency. Right. 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 Um, you know, massive like sort of natural disasters. Your liberties are going to go away in the in the process of trying to ensure that everyone is you know alive, right? But on top of that, we have you know this national public emergency, which is a mass you know um, a viral pandemic. We're not in an epidemic stage. We we skipped epidemic straight to pandemic, right? 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 right. Like we we went from bad to worse in a, in in a heartbeat, right? Uh, and we need to and. You're absolutely right. No one was following through with these. Like when people, right. like when people talk about their, 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 you know, the 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 harms onto their liberties. I absolutely understand lockdown measures and everything else that was done is something that is hard to to get through. Right? We have significant. Like I don't blame anyone for being frustrated by everything around, but the problem is, is that there's a large enough amount of people who are not only frustrated, but they don't give a crap about yeah. you know what happens afterwards i get it that you know all the that that yeah for the most part we've had to pause our lives for a freaking year right the world you know and and i don't like the fact that you know no one has ever come has come down and really like like talked about all right when this is over what what are we going to do about the chinese situation right what are we going to do right. about the fact that this world you know stopped right and then we're all sort of like having to suffer through it because you know, a segment of the international community realistically tried to hide their failures and then let right. the entire world get infected. I don't right. have. I'd, I I want to know what the what what the strategy is for specifically those kinds of issues. What what is going to be the the the, the next step for you know for the fact that you know someone has to be very much accountable for this failure. And I think that on you know, on a, on, on definitely on a, on a sort of countrywide scale. Yeah. Right. We are very much like, I, I blame, you know, leadership, right. I blame leadership for not having, you know, and you see certain countries are doing better than others, right. Yeah. Where right. their leadership was actually effective, where, you know, where they weren't afraid of, 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 of being called racist by saying, guess what? We're going to stop, you know, airplanes, you know, from certain countries, from certain hotspots from coming in. Right. And right. right. Like we, we're in that position now. Right. And uh, like, I know you're well aware that the, that the airport that services like my region has thousands of people coming in every day. Yeah. Right. For what purpose? What do we gain? Right from the and and we have something worse. I mean, we're like we're like Canada is getting bad up here in terms of our uh, response. Yeah, um, Chris, um, there was an alert. There was a travel alert um, about not going to Canada because it's be, it's becoming a hotspot. Yeah, no, Canada is which becoming is like a... bloody insane. Yeah, and it's because you know what, uh, and this is Chris. This is why I don't get is because Canada has a is it just between the US and Canada that there is no 
there was travel restrictions and they were still letting people in or is it no because the reality is even with travel restrictions right if you have it to going through the motions of 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 like the the normal quarantine procedures at a hotel we like that plan seemed interesting or whatever we've like as reports come out a lot of people are getting infected at hotels because they don't have proper ventilation systems right they share ventilation among uh, essentially among different rooms it would be safer for them to quarantine in their own homes precisely but because of that we've got to help the hospitality industry i think that part of it was helping the hospitality industry absolutely it was a mandated hey you got to go to a a government you know hotel and 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 spend like a couple of days there get your test out it wasn't a government hotel i think it's a government mandated or recommended right there's that you've identified certain ones but you would think if the government is recommending them they've looked at the filtration systems then they need guidelines in terms of um you know well, here it's HEPA, but I don't know what the HEPA counterpart is in Canada. But you know the 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 um, uh, the air quality filtration system. Yeah, no, and and so we're we're seeing that pop up in certain hotels. Just in general, like we are in this. I, I don't want to call it a precipice, but we are in this moment where where the measures taken are no longer effective due to a multitude of reasons apathy among uh apathy definitely among uh you know the populace right the fact you know just going through this pandemic a full year and then on top of that like our vaccine response has been piss poor in canada um right well um speaking of vaccine responses so i read an article um this week that uh they're here in the states more and more states um ha- are starting to get a surplus of vaccines because the registration for the vaccines has slowed down so the people who wanted them have already gotten them or yeah, uh, are in the process of getting them now everybody it's the ones who don't want them or are on the fence and i and again we keep on saying in order to get herd immunity you need to have at least 85 percent of your population inoculated and now we've got, you know, and add to the original virus, you have the mutations, right? We have South Africa, we've got UK, Brazil, and guess what? There's now an Indian mutation. My goodness, really? Yeah. So, so India has been key. India hasn't been um, transparent. Haha, <laughs> big surprise there, right? Um, and with in terms of. The number of infections so they're still considered to be the second highest us is still the first highest right which i think is incorrect that's you know i'm calling bullshit where bullshit is right um but um yeah there was it was um so i was watching and this is you know another thing we're gonna we're gonna touch base on was uh, it was prince philip's funeral today so there was a ticker tape at the bottom of the funeral Right, I was watching it. And there was a ticker tape at the bottom. I was Sky News, but because I, I, I haven't seen the news hit, I haven't seen it from the U.S. Um, news um, news um, reports or articles yet. But uh, Sky News, uh, uh, there was a ticker tape that was reporting that there it, that the virus has mutated in India, and now there's an Indian mutation. So not so we now have four mutations right there's the uk south africa brazil and now indian mutation yeah i mean and 
And they were saying the Indian mutation, they used this term and you probably can define, you know, tell me what it, uh, I can, I can, you know, extrapolate what it means, but it was um, the Indian mutation will scupper the UK response. I'm thinking that means, you know, it's going to tank it. Yeah, scupper is, yeah, <laughs> it's it's going to harm, damage. Yeah, you, you got the context of the, the word, right, in the meaning. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, just, and I, I believe that specifically for the UK response because there's a lot of Indians going back and forth between the UK. But it's not just the UK. It's here in the US, and we, we know it's in the, in the US, in Canada as well because yeah. there's a lot. I've got clients who... Um, you know, uh, when I'm talking to them and be like, yeah, I've been going back and forth and I'm like, are you kidding? I go, wow, you're very brave <laughs> to travel. And he's like, yeah, I, you know, I take the, 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 the test, the three day test, you know, the 72 hour test or take the, uh, the COVID test 72 hours before I travel. Um, you know what, uh, he's identified, you know, the pharmacies that will give him that test or the location that will give him the results within the time frame that's required. And then he flies um, to visit family. And he said, he, you know, when he gets there, he is supposed to quarantine for 14 days. He goes, but I, I don't do it. And, th and that's what's happening is people will go there and then they won't even adhere to the quarantine. And he, because his is like, who's going to come and check? Like, it's you know it's so heavily populated who's gonna really check if yeah I'm no my, absolutely the, right and then but they're gonna come back having been not quarantining you know being out and about getting infected who the hell knows like i sure as heck don't see people wearing masks right and then coming back uh, yeah he's gonna take the COVID test but guess what if you've been there for they're gonna take the COVID test but if you've been out and about and you know all around it there's an incubation period. That incubation period, uh, I mean, you could have a COVID-19 negative result, come here and then test positive because the incubation period has now. Yeah. You know, no, no. It's, hit it's, like uh, top. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely understand it. So I, I think, I, you know what, um, it's, it's something to be concerned about because you know what, uh, there's a lot of people who are still traveling back and forth. Absolutely. And I don't think, you know, closing borders is the right answer. But the thing is, you know, countries need to work together. Right. And they're not. Yeah. Uh, I know um, in the UK. So just um, and I'm, guys, you know what? This was supposed to be like a small discussion. But here we go down our rabbit hole. Um, that we invariably end up going, right? But Chris, uh, I know in the UK, and the reason why I know about the UK is because, you know, we've got family there. I want to go visit. I want to visit my sister. I want to visit my niece. visit brother-in-law. Like, I want to visit them, spend time with them, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's a trip I used to take at least once a year, if not two, twice a year. But um, the UK, the UK is that what they've they've just implemented is that there's still a quarantine period. There's still a I think a ten day quarantine period, um, or no fourteen day quarantine period. Uh, you can if you don't come from so if you're not coming from a hot spot, you can stay with family. You can quarantine with family. Okay, um, and after five days. Of quarantining you can take a, a, a fast test to see if 
um, you test positive. If you don't test positive, then you can go out. Obviously, you want to wear the masks and stuff like that, but you're able to do that, right? That seems to be like a, that makes sense to me, yeah. right? You've got to test negative before you fly out. 72 hours, you have to do that test. You get there, you quarantine for f uh, five days. You can do it with family if you're not from a hotspot. Um, and I, after the five days, you can take one of those rapid tests to see if you're negative or positive. If you're negative, you can do what you can visit, do what you want to do, you know, um, go visit the sites, blah, 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 visit other family friends. But if you test positive, then you have to complete the rest of your quarantine period. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Right. Um, it doesn't make and if you're from a hotspot, Chris, it's you have to quarantine in a hotel for 14 days. Okay. Yeah. So that's, 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 and again, I know this about the UK because, you know, I'm trying to, I keep an eye on it. That's different from Canada, right? Canada, it's the three days. Then you trust pot. If then you take the test, um, you have to stay at a hotel for three days and then you test. Um, and if you're negative, then you can go to family. And I think you still have to the quarantine for the rest of the period, but now you're with family. If you test positive, you have to stay in the hotel until the 14 days are over. So, uh, but you know, there has to be some additional uniformity, I think, in order for us to yeah. come about it. Because, you know, the, the globalization, it, the difference between now and the Spanish flu is the level of globalization and travel is exponentially more fluid than it was back then. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And so now we have, um, you know, larger chances of, of mutation right and uh and flus are dangerous by itself and hopefully we're not in this new era of like coronaviruses you know where we have to you know get your yearly booster for your possible coronavirus shot yeah. uh, in addition with your flu shot and whatever right because yeah. oh, listen i don't want it to get to that point I understand if it has to but it's... well here's the thing chris i think we are going to with the variants yeah because again you know what if 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 everybody had done what they needed to do properly the first time around, we wouldn't have the mutations. But now that we're in the in the age of mutations, we need to adjust to it. And I think that we probably will see more uh, of the where we have to do the um, where we have to do the the you know the a, a booster shot. Yeah, you, yearly booster. That, that's what the flu shots are, right? Each year they say, okay, these are the variants we think we're going to see this year. And um, you get the flu shot. So your body is prepared when it does happen to fight it. Yeah. I mean, people think of the flu shots as like this thing that you, you won't get sick on them, right? That these vaccines aren't like cures. Uh, it's, it's, I think it's a fundamental misunderstanding of what these are. It's just so yeah. that your body has a better chance of fighting them, right? right? It's also so that you don't have a better chance of infecting other people. Um, right. It's it's the way it's um, why, you know, what we get children vaccinated. It's why they say, you know, don't raise your child in a bubble. Let them experience the world because an experience in the world, they're getting exposed to things and your and their body is learning to cope and fight um, throughout their life. They're going to 
deal with these things and this is how you better equip your child right to do it um so uh yeah i think yeah you're right i i think people don't quite understand how um vaccines the flu shots work um and it you know and um i i think you know that the other problem is that we've got too much of these like conspiracy theorist sites and how much do you want to bet the people who run these conspiracy theorist sites are probably have gotten vaccinated <laughs> and don't believe the stuff that they have put out there i mean that is definitely a crisis within i think most of any sort of news media or things like that it's it's fundamentally a grift right um and so yeah no um all, 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 all together. I think that when it comes to this COVID, you know, when it comes to Jim Brewer, when it comes to, to Fauci, when it comes to this entire mess, it really is a mess that China created, but we didn't do a good job of handling it. We, right. you know, like we, like we didn't learn from what other countries did and how they did them, right? We didn't, you know, like South Korea did it well. New Zealand did it perfectly, right? right? Um, Sweden admitted that its solution was garbage. Yep. Right? And people want to go to and pick Sweden as an example, and they've admitted that it wasn't worth it, and they've lost a ton of people compared to the rest of Scandinavia. Right. Um, in comparison, we, and we all have to take a look at it in terms of percentage in comparison to the population, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. all in all, I mean, yeah, Jim Jordan's sort of rant, you know, it, it's just indicative of a person who doesn't understand the reality of things going around them doesn't realize you know well, i don't think chris i don't think it's a matter of he doesn't understand the reality i don't think he gives a flying f about the reality and he's looking for sound bites and you know what the dog whistle is there you're taking away my liberty and freedom yeah and i that's not the case and yes there are exceptions to to you know um liberties freedom freedoms of assembly, you know, um, freedom of religion. Okay. And it's not your right to go to church. It's freedom of religion. And that means you can go to church or you don't have to go to church. Right. Yeah. It goes both ways. I mean, I can, you know, I, I can go down an, another rabbit hole in terms of, um, Freedom of uh, speech, freedom of assembly, yeah. right to the assemble, first, church. The First Amendment. Yeah, yeah. the First Amendment. I mean, I, we could go through that. I, but I, I want to um, actually just, um, you know, it, we're in a it's we're in a public health crisis. We've lost more than five hundred thousand U.S. citizens, and uh, I, and we have over sixty thousand infections per day. That is not acceptable. Uh, remember when infections per day was five, 600. So think about like the percentage growth there, uh, you know, and, and, and stuff. So, um, so yeah, I disagree with, with him. I, Jordan and Jim Jordan, um, in my opinion, did personally attack Dr. Fauci, and that's because he didn't. He doesn't like what he has to say. Yeah, very. Okay, very so cool. that that was so. The second thing that um, if we could, because I know we can continue to talk about this. The second thing that um, was um, the Chauvin case. Uh, prosecution had rested, and defense had rested, and um, Derek Chauvin t- took the fifth. Um, uh, you know, he 
everybody has a, an opportunity here in the U.S. You, you can, you you have the right to um, defend yourself. You've got the right to um, confront your accuser, uh, and constitutionally, you're protected from uh, making any statements that may um, that that may cause you know that may incriminate yourself so you can um so pleading the fifth is a colloquial term that's often used when a person invokes their right to not incriminate themselves okay and that's where the witness may decline to answer questions uh, where the answers might lead to additional um, charges or could lead to criminal charges so uh and it's a double-edged sword, right, Chris? It's not. It, it is constitutionally protected um, to be able to plead the fifth, but it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? It's it can right. It's uh, I don't know. I, uh, what's your opinion on pleading the fifth? Well, pleading the fifth for me is a double-edged sword because it is an admission to some extent that you've done an illegal action, right? That's the the purpose of it is that you will not. It's 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 protection against self-incrimination. Mm -hmm. You can't be compelled to say something that might harm yourself or your defense right um and so yeah. it, it, it it isn't it isn't by implication an admission that you've done something wrong by your own by your own actions like by your own admission i don't want to say anything because i will incriminate myself right um whether or not you've done anything wrong is irrelevant because when you plead the fifth no one knows what you're what you're hiding behind right for him i do think it's i do think it's an admission right uh it's again it's it's a protection against self-incrimination right so anyone who pleads the fifth has to have an understanding of what they don't want to say might incriminate them further right, right. and so yeah uh, it that to that extent it's a double-edged sword in that you know when when i see someone like just by the the, the nature of, of of what it is when i see someone plead the fifth i go like I go like you're doing this for either one or two reasons, right? You're trying yeah. to hide something, which is of course, or you just don't want to answer anything, and you're just because you can plead the fifth, and they won't know whether or not it's 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 legitimate or not, whether or not you're actually protecting yourself from self-incrimination or not, right? Um, right. right. You, could, you could just say I plead the fifth and stay quiet the whole time, and they like you could plead the fifth to anything. If someone says, "Hey, what's your name?" I plead the fifth. Now you're admitting to some sort of self-incrimination that's not your name right <laughs> well okay so yeah that's a very black and white um i think <laughs> interpretation of it so here's the thing is by pleading the fifth though chris it's not you know um yeah i know the argument is by pleading the fifth you you know that means that you think that you there might have been some you know activity that could give rise to you being um, subject to some sort of uh, criminality right being charged with some sort of criminality but um you know, refusing or being silent, um, you know, and not ask, answering questions, I, that in and of itself can't be used against in the criminal case. And, um, you know, I know that prosecutors can't argue to the jury that, you know, the defendant's silence implies guilt. You can't just make that leap because here's no. the thing is there, you know, with their, I, I think Chauvin's case is slightly different, right? Um, it, but he pled the the fifth and i think a lot of people are taking that as by pleading the fifth he understands that there was criminality in his behavior 
Yeah, right? I mean, I but, think just inherently yeah. because the nature of what it's defending you against. Like, you're only allowed to right. use it to prevent self-incrimination. <clears throat> right. And sure, people use it in other ways, but the legal reason to use the Fifth yeah. Amendment is to prevent yourself from giving testimony or saying anything that might harm you legally, right? right. And so, yeah, foundationally, I think Chris, that... Chris, I think there's it, an echo going on. Uh, I think it's fine. I think foundationally okay. one uh, an issue that that it's it's like pardons, right? Accepting a pardon has been seen by the Supreme Court as an admission of guilt, right? Even though you are not going to be charged for anything or, or anything, they like there's there's case law within the Supreme Court that suggests that you know because someone uh, I, I, it was sometime in the past, but it was a, a person who uh, didn't want to accept a pardon because for them it was an admission of guilt. Yeah. Right? A pardon in the Fifth Amendment, right, while not the same, they, they fall under a similar principle. You don't get pardoned for, unless you want to, you know, not, you know, the reality is why are you pardoning someone so that they don't, they're not subject to a crime, right, or a criminal action, um, mm -hmm. right? And then, similarly speaking, why do you take the Fifth Amendment? It's because you don't want to say anything that might harm your defense or harm yourself. You can't imply that what they're, like, Here's the thing. The Fifth Amendment is any sort of self-incrimination. It doesn't even have to be connected to the case. Right? Yeah. And so um, with that in mind, yes, you can't use that implication. Of, oh, he's staying silent. Therefore, you know, he must feel that he's guilty. That's that. Of course, that's not going to work. Uh, he could be staying silent because it could be connected to something completely different. Um, but nevertheless, it is an admission that there is some sort of testimony, right, that will self-incriminate because right, otherwise right. you're not allowed to use it so yeah but i i think chris you know what um you could be innocent to use the 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 fifth uh plead the fifth um because there's you know circumstances that it could be inferred that you know something may have happened um while it was in your control and the you know circumstantial evidence you know, reflect that, you know, or show or indicate um, that, uh, you know, one may have had control in terms of the prohibitive conduct, right? So I, I think, um, I think pleading the, the fifth in and of itself is not indicative of guilt and should not be taken as indicative of guilt. Okay. I think in, the, but I think in this circumstance with with you know the Chauvin case and history, him pleading the pleading the fifth, um, which he's absolutely constitutionally allowed to do, uh, I think you know that, that there there is a level that uh, you know I, I think from that you can infer that you know there's probably he his counsel recognizes that if he was to take the stand then he was to answer any questions on cross that it would possibly open him up to greater criminality. So by answering questions in a truthful and honest way, he would make himself more of a criminal. So, and the only way around that is to say, I don't want to make myself possibly more of, more of a, a yeah. criminal yeah. by telling the truth because you're supposed to on the stand, right? Yeah, possibly. So, so tell or, 
All right, here's the thing is where he could, you know, not tell the truth. And then he's, there's perjury, yeah. <laughs> which is an additional offense. Do you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Uh, when it comes to pleading the fifth, I, I'm on the opposite side. Even though it's a right, I do think that by doing it, you are opening yourself up to the perception. And I think it's entirely rightfully so that you've done something wrong. Um, mm -hmm. I would like to just point out the case of Martin Screlly when he, you know, came before Congress and then even to the answering of his own name, say, I plead the fifth by, you know, like by uh, recommendation of counsel, I'm pleading the fifth, you know, I'm taking my fifth amendment right against self-incrimination. He did that when he was talking about his own name. I think that the reality is, is that it is an overused tactic that yeah. for the most part is that, hey, you're not allowed. It's like you, because you have to tell the truth, we don't want you to, you know, tell the truth and getting yourself in trouble. But I like that's I feel like that's fundamentally just, you know, a liar's dodge. Right. A cheater's dodge by saying, hey, guess what? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to tell you whether the truth or not. I'm not going to talk. Um, and because and the reason why I'm not going to talk is because according to the law, I don't want to incriminate myself further. So I do think that anytime someone does plead the fifth on perception alone, it's not a good idea. On the court of public perception, not necessarily the court of law, but on the court of yeah. public perception, you are admitting that there is some sort of testimony which will incriminate you further. Just by the very nature of it. That's the only, that's the only protection it's for. Self-incrimination. Nothing else. So it doesn't matter in what context you use it, you're using it to protect yourself from that one carve-out, which is self-incrimination. Right. I, and I, I agree with you. I think, you know, from the, when you, from the public perception, it's not a good thing. But yeah. um, the, you know, so uh, the trial ended and now we're in um, jury deliberations. And uh, I think the judge did tell the jury to pack a bag and anticipate to stay there for a while. <laughs> so, um, you know, that that ended. Um, the trial itself has ended now. We're in uh, deliberations. And um, the last topic is um, earlier today, there was the uh, funeral of Prince Philip, the husband of uh, Queen Elizabeth II. Um, again, um, I don't know if you saw any of it, Chris. I did. Uh, it was it was really well done, really dignified. I know that last week you expressed your opinion around the monarchy, but this is a woman who you know had been married. They'd been married for seventy three years. That's yeah, it's a long um, time. It was a funeral, and, she, and, and it was I, a very lonely figure. Yeah, I don't want to speak too ill of the dead or air my opinions, mm -hmm. especially on someone's funeral. So yes, it was a funeral, and they did uh, pay the last rites to um, a man forever prince and never king. Uh, yeah, and so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so good enough. It's uh, it's sort of the ending of an era, right? A very very long one. <clears throat> and right. uh who knows well i i suspect the next season of the crown will take all this good feeling and then trash it again so it doesn't matter <laughs> right yeah i mean i love the <laughs> fact that you know the you know the crown has you know rustled the jimmies of all these individuals you know so that they're like hey it's, it's just a work of fiction please don't get too angry at the royal family for this work of fiction <laughs> right uh, yeah. And I was like, it, it, you didn't need a work of fiction to be angry at them, but okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, uh, yeah, next season of The Crown, people will forget all about this and be like, oh, yeah, he was actually a horrible person again. Um, 
right? Give it time. Mm-hmm. There's going to be enough of that. Uh, history is not kind to anybody, uh, the good and the bad alike. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. We'll, the we'll, good, we'll the bad, it. and the ugly. Yeah, the, the history is not kind to them. Uh, yeah. You know, we always find out there's some aspect of their lives where you know shreds them apart. You know, Martin Luther King was a serial adulterer along with JFK. So you know, you know, even heroes uh, aren't perfect. So. Yeah. Well, uh, we're the ones who put them on pedestals and we need to stop doing that. Sure. But also one is literally on, I think two of them, I think are literally on pedestals now. So uh, we're going to just, you know, leave them there. Um, The reality is, is that, you know, they do portray themselves as one thing and they are, and their, their lives are representative of another. And it's every person. I don't think that anyone is, is safe from it or, or not bound by it. So yeah, we'll, 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 as time goes on, who knows what the uh, the outcome of this sort of thing is? Nevertheless, a funeral occurred. He's been laid to laid to rest and uh, end of an era for the most part. Who knows what uh, the future will bring for that uh, for that house and that uh, and that lineage? Um, yeah, but uh, this is the end of a very long era, right? Uh, right. You know. Right. Well, I think be, the conclusion uh, be when yeah. the queen passes away. Yeah, when the queen passes away, it will be a, it will finally be like a new century of of an individual right like we you right. know uh in this new century there's a just a singular monarch and yeah we'll see what happens in the future but uh, you right. know my opinion on the idea of monarchy by right of uh, uh well, right yeah by right of essentially religious doctrine um nevertheless uh, uh yeah if, right if, if that's but over. you know what chris what i have to say though is uh, when it comes to queen elizabeth the that she's you know with ups and downs the the whole you know um define divine right blah 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 sort of like ideas i she's she's lived her life and you know um put herself in service based on duty i wonder about that because there's there's two sides of it either there's their their duty is fundamentally ceremonial which is meaningless or their duty is larger than that, which is problematic. Um, what can I say? Like, I come from... I, I, I don't like the idea of people who derive their power and their legitimacy and their authority from a talking man in the sky. No matter how good their intentions are, I don't think that hereditary control is okay, ever... But here's different. the thing is, I think um, the queen is very much um, a figurehead in ceremonial... Uh, she's kept her she's kept her she's um her husband and her you know oldest son have been a lot more political than she's ever been yeah um she tends to be apolitical yeah and Um, so yeah when when that office changes hands um i'll have more to say about it right um right and yeah for the apoliticality of it all i will commend it on that but i do suspect that will change in the future because uh i'm not pretty much any of her her offspring or descendants i'm not particularly uh enamored by uh, by any by any stretch i don't think that any of them are particularly uh worth my time or effort to even consider thinking about uh i think that you know we have a lot more important stuff than you know the false bravado of a legitimate or illegitimate empire created through blood sweat tears the rape and pillage of a quarter of the planet Uh um and then also during her reign because it's not like these colonies didn't exist while she was 
queen. Um, and right. And I, I think, even our people, yeah. to some extent, have had to suffer greatly at the arbitrary, you know, control and nature of an empire, right? An empire mm-hmm. that that liked its idea of democracy. I mean, you live in a country that literally fought against that monarchical rule and now is having to deal with its own. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I mean, the, the reality is, is, you know, uh, that institution, who knows how long it will last, uh, who knows how much into the future it will continue. I do, do think that her heirs are not up to the, uh, they're not up to the, the, the task from anything that we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be her son or her grandchildren, uh, I think they're fundamentally not about duty. Right. Yeah. I think that's fair to say. Um, I, yeah. Uh, but, uh, time will tell, time will tell. And I'd love more than anything to be wrong. Uh, right. because that's, you know, that's only beneficial. <laughs> yeah. The, the wronger I am, the better the world is. And I can live with that. <laughs> so, um, okay. And on that note, we're coming to the end of our yeah let's get room. out of let's get out of the war room all right i'm tired of fighting these battles all right let's get into a happy place let's get to a much better place uh did you watch falcon and the winter soldier last night i did i did watch it um okay. so okay confession here right um like there was i i saw like headings where it you know they felt like it was the best and I didn't really see it that way. So, okay, know. yeah. I mean, I feel like like the problem is is that the, the fundamental goal is, all right, we need to find Carly, right? Uh, we need to stop, right. you know, the flag smashers. We need to do this. We need to do that. And, and then sort of it, like the, yeah. that went to the wayside. Yeah, this penultimate episode did a lot of heavy work on the character side. The problem is is that I felt that it definitely belonged to episode three rather than episode five. Right? right, like, like you could have positioned all of this in episode three, right, and then get to four well, and five. No, well, I think it would have been difficult to do it in three, Chris, because remember, um, or even like, four, like if even if they had some of the Magipor stuff and then switched, right? It's just I because they they went back and they had to go. Like, all right, Sam wants Sam now wants to be freaking Captain America. Isaiah Bradley no, but, uh, brings up the the reality, which is that hey, guess what? As great as Steve was, all this shit still happened, right? And right. and the question is, would have Steve changed it? Would Steve would have been that you know bulwark to 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 go like no, there was a black Captain America. No, I wasn't the only one. Right. Um, the very fact that he gets what he got. I mean, that what I loved about the episode. Anytime Isaiah Bradley's on the screen, please more of him. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I agree. That um, aspect of it. But his here's story. The oh, my God. His story about why he went to prison, what he did that got him sent to prison. Right. To me, I that was perfectly indicative. I like. And do you remember what the story was? What, what it what it took to get him to prison? Yeah, it was um, there were. They were given these shots, right? And there was uh, different forms of the the serum, and um, some of his compatriots were. Uh, so uh, they they were um, they got captured and they were in a camp. And what in order for them to not for it not to leak that the government had been testing on them or they had black super soldiers, they were going to. Um, they were going to bomb the camp and just kill everybody. And he, what he did was he went and he got them out. Yeah. And because he went and got them out, um, 
he they erased him. Yeah. Well, what he did is exactly the same thing that Steve did in World War Two. Yeah, I saw the parallels. Steve ex- did the same thing, but it yeah. wasn't black soldiers. Yeah. Was, what Steve yeah. did in World War Two, and for that he becomes Captain America. Right. Because yeah. remember, he didn't have a cool shield or anything like that. He was just this right. one guy pretending, you know, like doing the 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 GI tour circuit. And then he right. saved people. This guy was an right. actual soldier, an actual hero. He does the exact same thing that Steve does. He gets sent up for 30 years. Only way he gets yeah. out is a nurse pretends like he died. Yeah. Right. And I go, like, but that's the reality. Steve got got to be this nice, good, happy go lucky person by virtue of who he was. Right. But not virtue of of the reality of the world around him. Steve and I love what Bucky said. Bucky goes like, I don't think Steve or I, and I understood what it meant, right, to give you the shield. Yeah. Right? An important distinction. I'd love for Steve to show back up in the series just to go, you know, to say he's proud of Sam and that he's sorry that he put this responsibility on him. Right. Right? Considering right. that what what Walker did. Walker is slowly just going crazy. Um and oh, Julia Lewis Dreyfus showing up in the episode. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, yeah. So was she the surprise guest? Yeah. So so far she's a surprise guest, and the problem is is that I know the character, so I'm like, oh shit. Okay. Um, they're bringing her in. So if they're bringing her in, uh, uh, we're 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 coming back. We're we're going back to one of my favorite parts of all this Captain America stuff. Uh, so do you know who the character is? No, I'm not familiar with the character. Okay, so the character is one of the incarnations of Madame Hydra. Oh. Right? Okay. And so, yeah, yeah Madame Hydra is, there's been, th- I think, like three or four Madame Hydras. <coughs> one of them was Viper. Uh, uh, this one, the Contessa, she's like sort of like the, the Madame Hydra, akin to Zemo, very much akin to Zemo. Right where like right. Baron Zemo is 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 and Colonel Strucker were were Hydra heads. She similarly was the Contessa was also another Hydra head. She she's in the same line in that same era of of, of individuals like Baron Zemo and you know uh, Colonel uh, Wilhelm Strucker and and now Contessa uh, Valentina. Right, um, mm-hmm. and you know like so like bringing her in I think is important, especially because when you look at the character, the character is really big in Black Widow. Um, yeah. And so I suspect that we're going to see the character show up uh, for the first time in the Black Widow movie. I think because of the nature of the interconnected storylines of the Marvel Universe, they can no longer push back Black Widow. They need to uh, they need to show it for the sake of, hey, the continuity requires it. Characters like the Contessa are going to become huge. And I think they're very much connected to the Black Widow arc. Loki shows... Um, as the Loki trailer showed aspects of Natasha at Vormir where she died in a possible mm-hmm. universe where Clint died instead of her. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so I did read um, Chris because I'm not familiar with the character, her being Lady Hydra, but um, uh, I did read that, uh, she, you know, her character showing up in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. She's also a character that shows up in, um, uh, the Black Widows. Maybe, yeah. So yeah, that which makes I think perfect is for sense. The, yeah. So so I did read, but I, again, I, I, I'm not that you know I'm not that fully versed in the Marvel Marvel world as I am in DC world. Yeah. Um, but I I I I agree with you. I like the the yeah the Bradley um, the Bradley stuff. Um, I 
I think it would have been difficult to, to do the character developments the way that character developments were done, especially with the shield, because here's the thing is, you know what? Them taking Bucky from the very beginning was like, why'd you give the shield? Like you gave the shield, like why the hell did you do that? Right. Yeah. And I think when, um, when the new Captain America for Walker, I'm sorry, Walker, that's it. When Walker used the shield and killed that um, that um, so, super soldier. Let's, that super soldier, yeah. Terrorist sorry. super soldier. Terrorist, let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, terrorist super soldier, right? Um, it was a desecration of what that shield was supposed to represent. Sure, but Bradley right? very, very clearly goes like, what does that shield represent to people like us? Um, it and I and I agree with him. I go like that shield represented a lot with Steve holding it, but Steve doesn't represent the reality of what America was, or is. He represents this ideal that very much is comic book superhero, and now reality is catching up to the, to, you know, to the truth. Yeah, but the I, stars I think... and stripes are the same stars and stripes that took a good man like Isaiah Bradley and stuck him in prison. Right, but the I think Sam makes that, is able to make that distinction, right? Yeah, no, it's the Sam shield is, is what yeah. you make it represent it, right? Yeah. It, like the shield represents who and what Steve was, right? Yeah, and he's carrying on that uh, Steve's banner. He's not carrying on the banner of. Uh, and, yeah, I think that's actually a fundamental issue with, say, like Marvel in general, because it's they don't focus on, you know, the hero. They focus on the person. Right, it's Tony yeah. Stark before Iron Man. It's Steve Rogers before Captain America. It becomes that what these individuals portray, right? And they themselves portray what what the symbol should be, as opposed to say in DC, where the symbol is what they are, truly are. Batman doesn't pretend any day of the week of what he is, right? He's brutal. He's antagonistic. He very much can be considered part of the problem, right? But that's mm-hmm. the reality of the character. That's the reality of the symbol. The symbol for Superman is also equal parts good and bad, right? Because it's this level of truth, justice, in the American way. Superman's renounced his American citizenship now, right? Because the reality right. is, is America doesn't represent truth, justice, or the American way anymore, to him at least, right? In, in, at least mm-hmm. in the comics. Captain America is also in this similar situation, but he comes out of a World War II period where America was you know, fighting an evil empire. But the reality is, is that Captain America doesn't fit in this gray world anymore, right? Um, and now it's someone like Falcon, it's someone like Sam to make Captain America fit in this world of where it's not black and white, right? Where the gray is hitting. Um, the other part that I'm finding a little bit problematic is that were the Avengers wrong for bringing everyone back post-snap anyway, right? Because apparently from as I understand, the world was kind of great uh you know post snap you know uh, post blip and right but what we saw yeah and then um, what we post, saw in Endgame I, is was, like oh it's all sucks but now they're telling us it was all great um right or great enough that you know like all this stuff was going down i get it but my issue with carly's and her entire sort of um her, her entire meeting i don't like i don't understand how sam gets it because like, like sam her world is only built on the fact that you were turned into dust yeah. Right. right, right That's yeah. this great world that they want was built on on the blood of billions. So yeah. um so yeah, I I don't think Sam is getting it right. I do uh, the the there has been massive reshoots done to this show. Um there was supposed to be this massive virus angle. Um Really? Yeah. Um okay. and you can tell there's because it, right now it's it's where the show is falling apart. Um especially in this thing because 
all this slow character stuff wasn't supposed to be there. There's supposed to be uh, this viral pandemic plot, you know, story that's going on as well that they've straight up excised out of this. And you can tell in certain Because parts. we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> Very much so. This was supposed right. to be really released last year. Yeah. Right? right. Uh, it was supposed yeah. to be released before WandaVision. Right. That's yep. why, you know, when they make their argument of it's one of the big three wizards, um, uh, androids or aliens. Right. Right. It's because later we're going to have an issue with a wizard. Right. And android and possibly some aliens. <laughs> right. Right. In one division. Um, it, it had all three in there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Like right now they're. They're, they're trying to, to, to get their timeline to work. They did have to change up the story to take out the virus angle. Um, and yeah, I mean, right now we just have like, like, I don't like Carly's plan doesn't make much of us any sense. And we know that they're going to reach for something. Now they're going to attack the GRC headquarters during the vote, um, which is about resettlement of all these people. It's, I think that well, it's not a resettlement. It's like, we're going to send them all back. We're yeah, yeah, it's them. yeah. They're going to go back to their countries of origin and not the countries that they've adopted, you know, during a time of crisis, which makes perfect sense. It sucks that you know this is occurring, but reality is is that they 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 got to enjoy their world at the cost of billions, um, right? Not billions of dollars, but billions of lives, and mm-hmm. they want that world back so greatly. Are they willing to do what Thanos did? And then they're no. Then what's the point? Um, and if that world was so great, then maybe the Avengers were the problem and that they created more instability for the sake of self-gratification, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they wanted to bring back their world and, you know, the reality is, is that, like, what can I say? It's, 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 I think the fundamental issue with most Marvel things, which is that, hey, everything is good or everything is bad. And later they flip the script on you and say, no, it was this way, really. Like, but I never saw that. Um, I don't like the way that Zima went out. I don't think that. I okay. did, yeah, I agree with you too. I did not like but the way that's Zima a, went. I sort of. That's a reshoot. Okay. Right? That's because Zima's connected up with the, 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 the virus plot, right? Um, right. Right, so they they just took Zemo out of the board, and he's now going to chill out at the raft, right? Um, which mm-hmm. was that uh, big sort of like fake uh, prison that was brought up in Civil War, right? Right. Um, like yeah, he's going to get out of the raft, uh, and I have no doubt what they're going to do is have um, Thunderbolt Ross show up, um, and uh, you know, uh, well, uh, I think uh, William Hurt. Uh, played him bill hurt yeah yeah uh yeah he played him in uh in sort of the incredible hulk and then later in things like uh endgame and uh civil war right um thunderbolt ross he has his own team called the thunderbolts they're really like marvel suicide squad it's just a whole bunch of you know villains and different type of uh, individuals inside of his crew uh doing you know clandestine stuff for him with the characters at the raft i do suspect that zemo the abomination and a couple of other still living sort of these uh sorry marvel uh villains uh because marvel has a huge habit of just killing them off and never dealing with them again I do suspect that uh, these villains are going to come back as part of like this pseudo good Suicide Squad style team that Marvel is cooking up with the Thunderbolts. Um, So, yeah, I I think that is the sort of next step for Zemo. But at the same time, uh, the best part of the show was, in my opinion, Zemo. 
and now I he's I did gone, too. right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. I was actually surprised. Like, I, I like the character. Yeah, no, I think, like, so one of my things was that I was actually very angry at Civil War because of what they didn't do with Zemo, right? Like, they had this character of Zemo, and they never say that he's a baron. They never give him his purple mask. They never show him the fact that he's, like, you know, like, he's actually not Hydra in, in the thing. He's anti-Hydra. I mm-hmm. do see him in the future rebuilding Hydra with someone like, madam uh with, with someone like madam hydra and then saying no we're gonna do what we were always supposed to do which is no more heroes right like right. we can't right. have it's like the the greatest issue like you have to remember hydra post red skull doesn't like the idea of superpowered heroes they don't like the idea of people like the red skull you know they don't they're like this this guy was nuts we can't have anyone like that and so they're recontextualizing hydra inst- instead of like this evil organization to um, it's still evil, but they recontextualize them. I think with under under Zemo, because he knows all of Hydra's secrets, and now we have Madame Hydra in the game. I suspect mm-hmm. that he's going to rebuild Hydra specifically to destroy, uh, you know, people like heroes, people like super soldiers, people like the Avengers. And yeah. what can I say? And any if the freaking boys, this guy, we'd be following Zemo and going, yeah, this guy's the hero. Um, and the problem is, is in this, we're kind of in the same position. We're like, yeah, Zemo's entirely right. They need to stop this this thing. I love, like, you know, Zemo is 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 intellectually pure to his his cause. He won't let his work be unfinished. He destroys the serum when he can. He sees that Walker's taking it. He's seen that Carly's taking it. So Carly doesn't give a crap about anything else. And he's right. There's only one thing left to do with someone like that. It's, you yeah. know, and you don't have the luxury of, of Marvel writing to throw her into a Tesseract, forget about the character, you know, for a whole bunch of time and then have the character show up randomly to, to, to guard the soul, soul Stone. They don't have that luxury this time. I don't know. I just hope they don't find some sort of deus ex machina bullshit way to ensure that no one, that they don't have to do what's hard, that, you know, that. You know, they don't have to kill someone. Well, I think Zemo had said um, that to Bucky, right? Yeah. He doesn't have the same conditioning that... Or he he's different from yeah. from Assam or the other Avengers, right? Yeah. He's, he, he's had the training that that allows him to do those, mm-hmm. uh, what he needs to do. Yeah, and what can I say? I think Bucky is, is a huge... Sta- like, uh, of the standouts on this show, definitely. You know, Sam, Bucky, Zemo. Right, these individuals are, you know, are are they're, they're they're just killing it. I really also enjoy Walker. Right, I do feel that Walker is this person who, and what he said, it's right. It's like you you made me. It's like not let's not forget this guy who won all these medals and did all this stuff, shady stuff at it was done on the behalf of his country and what he wanted. What he did with that shield may have disrespected it, but it didn't res- disrespect the, the the stars and stripes because it's either mm-hmm. him do it or drone, drone strike, right? Like he's well aware of the fact that, you know, he's done evil things for the for on behalf of his nation and now he's been given the opportunity to do something good. But you know, like they said, he's hobbled behind, you know, the the inaction of others. And his friend was murdered for it. His friend, who he would have been murdered for it, mm-hmm. right? Because we right. have to remember, the, the guy that he killed held him while Carly went to go punch and cave his chest in. So, no, yeah. I don't think that he did anything wrong. The guy was there with the intent to murder him. And instead, his friend got murdered instead. Um, I, do, I feel bad for, for, for Walker, but I do know now that, you know, he's going to go... He's, he's straight up going to go Hydra. He's not going to be like US agent. He's going to be like, you know, Hydra Commando 1, right? Um, yeah. I, do I, if they're smart, he's the new Red Skull. Um, 
Uh, I found it interesting at the end. Guys, if we didn't announce it before, spoilers, heavy spoilers. We apologize that we didn't say it in the very beginning. But I did find it, you know, the um, the end credit scene uh, where he's making his own shield. Mm-hmm. It's like he can't get beyond the fact that, it, you know, it, it's interesting, right? Because it's Walker, like his drunk the kool-aid that you know his captain america is the right of captain america mm-hmm. and it's like he doesn't recognize his identity outside of that yeah and so yeah he's made his own captain america he's making his own captain america shield he's put his medals on it yeah right um you know his the sort of like proof in the pudding that he was a hero that he is a hero and right. uh yeah no he's gonna come out there and i suspect that i like i wonder what he's gonna do um like the the easy thing for him to do is for him to show up at the GRC and then fuck the whole thing up, and then like you know everything gets blamed on him and he goes he he goes yeah. a little bit more crazier and then Madame Hydra comes and goes like all right let's use your blood let's make an army of super soldiers right yeah um, right like right. that's that's the easy cliche so, um, route right is that has that happened in one of the comics um I I don't know like no, I'm no, not, not like, it hasn't happened in no, no when it comes to Walker and US agent that hasn't happened but it, it's an easy thing to do because they're setting it up with his connection with Madame Hydra and the fact that Hydra mm-hmm. wants super soldiers right Hydra right. Hydra wants you know like the winter soldier program back up and running and the fact that you know this new formula works with like like a charm right this new formula right. works. If everyone who gets it will be a super soldier, right? Anyone who uses it will be fine. This isn't like, you know, Isaiah Bradley where people are going to die if they, if you know, based on which version that they take. They perfected the serum. The serum works. And the serum, you can give it to anyone and they'll become a super soldier. Um, mm-hmm. I think Walker is the new, the new key in access to that, right? He has the serum and they're going to definitely... Um, I mean, and it's based off of the serum that uh, Hydra was trying to develop with Bradley, right? Sorry, like take away from right. Isaiah Bradley. So, and it's derived off the same source, which in turn was derived off of Erskine's formula. So, yeah, I think that we're going to we're we're going to see uh, more. We're probably going to see more of Walker if he doesn't die, and if they go the the Hydra route, then he's going to be essentially Hydra's version of Captain America, right? Uh, which right. which is something that uh, has existed in the comics. Uh, and so, yeah, th- this might be a, a good sort of... It, that might be an interesting sort of take on it. I just hope that it's... it's Like, what can I say? The, this final episode has a lot riding on it. Mm-hmm. You know? And a Wakandan vibranium, uh, you know, like, suit with, like, vibranium wings and Captain America's uh, uh, shield, right? Like, all these things are going to, like, pop up and... Uh, what can I say? Like, we're going to find out in the end, uh, like, how this final episode goes down. This episode was weaker, but I think that in general, penultimate episodes, uh, where they have to, where they take a break in general, tend to be that way, right? Like, this is, like, the second to last episode, and they decide to just sort of pause it and head back to the character moment, right? Um, my only issue is that it's already a very, very short show, right? right. Six episodes, yeah. um, so... I don't want them to, like, I just don't, like, depending on how the next episode goes, whether or not it's rushed, um, if the the next episode is, like, over in 20 minutes and it's, like, 40 minutes of, like, mop-up, right? I think that mm-hmm. would be incredibly disappointing. 
Um, but all in all, uh, I still enjoy this way more than I do something like WandaVision. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying it so much more than WandaVision. I agree with you. I, I'm looking forward to Loki's as well. Um, I love Tom Hiddleston. I think he's great. I am. And I, th- I, I just, like his character too. There's there's um, one thing I don't like, which is I don't li- I like I like all the character development we got for Loki, like you know Thor Ragnarok and beyond, right? And even Thor two, uh-huh. like this, like we we've had inklings and and motivations and and twinging the character forward, but now we're at this post Avengers one Loki, who yeah. <laughs> like and so it's like okay just i know what they're gonna do it's it's gonna him be him fundamentally more it's gonna be him more like he once was and that's a little bit you know one step forward two steps back for me like hopefully he he gets all that same level of character development he did got in those movies in a couple of episodes so that yeah. we can get him back to this position where he's not you know where he's not this right yeah you're right and so yeah, I'm I'm really, I'm hoping that that that's the that's the case that we get, but you know, like, yeah, I, just, I like right now, I like the these these Marvel shows are great in terms of like their quality. It's just I wanna like one division like one division fell apart at its ending. Yeah. Right, and uh, I don't want. It was disappointing, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you, it was Uh, disappointing. Because here's the thing, we're going to be going into it now, um, right? Um, Here's the thing, we know definitely, I don't know if Sharon's the power broker or if uh, if the Contessa's the power broker, right? I I, feel like Sharon is. Yeah, but Sharon definitely was speaking to uh, the Frenchman over the phone, right? And now the Frenchman is working with Carly's people, so... Uh, right, you know, uh, th- what was it? He's an MMA fighter, you know, George uh, uh, St. Pierre, right? Um, mm-hmm. like he, like he's going to, like he, he's working with her, and now he's working uh we, with Carly. So, I, I suspect, um, yeah, like also that's just it's just really bad sort of like character stuff by making her the villain for no reason. Yeah. Um, you know, especially it's like that's Peggy's like freaking that's. That's, that's Peggy's, like, you know, like, grandniece or something like that? Or, yeah. or niece? No, no, right? I think it's her grandniece. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, Captain America and her, and her had a thing going on until, like, they didn't, right? Um, Yeah, what can I say? It's just, like, she came out of nowhere again, and now it's sort of like she's a villain for villain reasons. Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 like if she's the power broker, I'm like, please, to, I hope to God not, because then... Like why? Um, I would like it more if it was the contestant was the power breaker broker, and then she just works for the power broker. Okay. Right. Um. Because you know it's like I like I, I I you know it's like she was a hero, and I don't like it that you know that like her the fact that she was a hero will be diminished by the fact that now she works for someone. Like if she works for the contessa or is the power broker, she's no different than the Hydra agents that she stopped back in you know Winter Soldier. So, um, yeah, I mean, like she's trying to build super soldiers, all right. If she's the power broker, right. it's like there's right. no way, there's no way back from that. You're no different than the Hydra agents. Yeah, but I think they try to explain it by she's lost, so you know she's lost in what she's been blacklisted, she's persona non grata. At some point, you know, you just are like, well, here's the thing: fuck if, it. if 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 freaking Sam and and Captain and anyone could have you know, got back in the good books, she easily could have as well. I think that, I think that's, 
uh, yeah, what can I say? I'll, I'll I'll see where that character goes. Otherwise, you know, I just mm-hmm. I I hope they it just uh, she just doesn't become a villain for, for the sake of like okay I had to deal with some shit and now I'm gonna have to be a villain, um, right? Right? Because like a person who is a villain but is super interesting is Zemo, right? You can right. do both because of uh, in my opinion the best villain is the hero of their story. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. and Zemo's the best type of that villain because you know like there's a moment where you pause and you're like he may be right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. It's like he yeah. may be right. Uh, so yeah, but all in all, pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, but we don't even know. Sharon could be undercover, and that might be her. Yeah, and that could, that could be the other side of it. Like she could be totally fine. Uh, her working with Patrock the Leaper is not uh, not the best indication of that, though. Like mm-hmm. her working with the Frenchman is not. Uh, yeah, it's it's not the best one. But uh, nevertheless, uh, one more episode to go, and I'm so excited about it. I want to see it. I want to make. I, I just hope to God it doesn't like one division and sort of fall apart at the ending. Um, right. Um, right. And, and I hope there's some indication of what happens to Zemo, right? Like, I, I yeah. hope, you know, it's like, you know, I hope that, like, literally the thing ends with, like, Thunderbolt Ross going, all right, it's like, I'm building my Suicide Squad. You want in? <laughs> it's like, it's, right. you know, just something like <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. you know? Like, Deadshot goes yeah. like, so what are we? Some sort of su- Suicide Squad? That's all I would need, right? Right, um, right, right. And so, yeah, let's just, let's, let's, let's get, um, I just, I, I can't wait. Um, in terms of anything else, though, like, uh, there's not really much else that I'm, watching you know per se um i'm still sort of like watching like snyder cut every once in a while so oh yeah so i did that i watched the um the justice, black and white version yeah. and the justice league um gray yeah. gray justice right um chris i still um wanted i'm gonna you know what i still want to do a uh discussion on with everybody just yeah. with everybody because you know um it would be great to get other input um, and, you know, other thoughts, ideas. So, uh, I, you know, guys, uh, keep an eye out because we are going to be doing that. We are going to be um, coordinating over the next couple of weeks. And then um, there may be a special episode just dedicated to, to that. And um, speaking of Zack Snyder, we got the trailer for Dawn of the Dead. Uh, not Dawn of the Dead. Close. Not Dawn of the Dead. Sorry, you. T- you. What's Army. the name of the movie? Army, Army of, the of the Dead. That's it. Army yeah. of the Dead. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, one thing that I really okay. So like, just flat out of it. Like, uh, I think Zack Snyder's first theatrical film was Dawn of the Dead. Um, yeah. Back in like two thousand and like two two thousand three ish, and he it was a film co written with uh, James Gunn of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and now the Suicide Squad. Um, right. And so. James, and so they worked on it together and it was this really good you know take on zombies it had the fast zombies in it it was it was a really good sort of zombie movie i felt it really did a lot of good work there um and it's definitely one of zach's best films for his first film it's it kind of hits it out of the park um right and but it, you can yeah. tell like there's certain stylistic stuff that zach's not there yet right like he hasn't done yeah. he, he's not quite there yet in terms of like finding his voice in his style but it's still a great movie um, this one is sort of like going back to that genre, but doing something in the genre that I haven't seen. And one of the things is that is that we have a city with a zombie apocalypse going on it, but it's only in the city. They've successfully quarantined it, right? Right. And yeah. so as a heist film in Las Vegas, right, during a zombie apocalypse, the, the biggest question is what's the point? Money is worthless. But it's like, no, yeah. it's only this one spot. 
all that money's still there. It's not worthless. We can still use this. The world is still fine, right? It's yeah. it's like, oh, these are slow zombies. We can totally win. Uh, they they get faster, and and what we see is it it kind of turns into I am Legend <laughs> in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Um, which I love even more because I was like, okay, cool. It's like there's a level of intelligence there. Maybe you know, it's like maybe. Maybe, like, that's the next step. And someone, I remember watching, like, someone's analysis on it. And they're like, hey, man, it took, like, forever us humans to stop talking like cavemen. Right? Uh, right. right? It, there's only a given matter of time before these guys upgrade themselves. And they're no longer, like, weird-looking zombies. They're more, like, you know, akin to vampires. Um, right? Like, just, I was like, yeah. And their, their level of intelligence, the fact that they, they look like orcs. Right, um, you know, like they it are, looked and are, good. Yeah, um, it looked real good. Freaking using the gambler by Kenny Rogers is just oh uh, my gosh! You know what? Genius. As soon as I, it was genius because as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my god, this is like amazing. Love yeah, it. it's like just uh, yeah. I kept on humming it a couple of times. It's like coming in my head. I was like, god damn it! It's like it's that worst kind of thing, the earworm. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, it's like the trailer's great. You got to watch it. I mean, we get to see like this interesting stuff. I love the cast. I mean, Dave Bautista is like the dude right now for me. It's like, you know, like how Rock in the early days, like, like, I yeah. know, like you and I used to watch, we watched Rock all the way back in Mummy 2, right? In the yes, we King, did. Yep. Yep. Right? Yep. <clears throat> right. Right. We watched him in like his early stuff. Like, and we're like, okay, there's, there's, there's thing there. And the Rock worked out it slowly and he became the person who he is today. Dave Bautista is doing the same thing, but in half the time. Yeah. Right, because Dave Bautista. I love his character yeah. in um, um, the Guardians. Yeah, I, I mean, I love him in like other stuff as well. I mean, like he was—he's great in in some of the slower stuff. I mean, him in uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, I loved. Right, like this big guy. Mm-hmm. Right, um, he was great in as a Bond villain in uh, uh, Spectre. Right, um, yeah. he's funny as hell in Guardians, and uh, what's it called? He's a huge Gears of War fan, like we are, and he uh, he wants to be Marcus Phoenix so much so that uh, I don't know if you picked it up in Gears of War Five. Uh, there was a skin which just replaces him as Marcus, right? Not no, just I did not, not just Dave, like because there's a Dave Batista skin for Marcus, but then there's a Marcus Phoenix skin, except it's got Dave Batista's face on it. Um, Right. And so because he's a huge Gears of War fan, he's been like calling for Eric, please let me play Marcus in the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, yeah, I think we're in this we're in this really good place. And yeah, what can I say? The, the entire cast is great. I mean, they got Hiroyuki Sonata in there. This thing is coming out in May. There's a prequel series coming out. There's a prequel anime mm-hmm. coming out. Um, right. Zack Snyder came out through some shade uh, at Warner Brothers by saying, hey, listen, there's no director's cut of this movie. It's only mine. <laughs> right. Everything right, in right. here is everything I chose. I had pure creative freedom. Screw Warner Brothers. <laughs> he was like that. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah, so all in all, I'm, I'm incredibly excited, and I would love to see more of this. Uh, I want to see this movie come out so badly. But in the meantime, as of next week, we got to get through Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, yes, we, got, we do. That's we got, how we get. We got uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Mortal Kombat next week. We're going to be all about that. We're going to be talking about both of them. Who knows? Depending on how busy the week is in terms of uh, the political stuff, we might skip the war room and just go straight into like Falcon and the Winter Soldier for half an hour and then like Mortal Kombat for another half hour. All depends on how what the next week looks like. Let's bar... Right. And no rabbit yeah. holes ha- end up happening for us. Yeah, exactly. Which we tend to do. But yeah. uh, nevertheless, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, I agree with you. We thank you for joining us and we can't stop the what? You can't stop the signal, guys. Alright, have a great day, guys. Yeah, see you. Bye-bye. Bye.